I want to talk to you today how that miracle, the miracle of all miracles, the miracle that happened in that little town called Nazareth is a key for you experiencing something new in 2024. I'll begin talking about miracles, reminding us of our good Cajun friend, Boudreaux. By the way, our congregation in Atlanta, they don't get that joke. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? That's all right. We're going to, hey, we're going to help them get a little bit. We're going to help move them along and just help them with their understanding. Boudreaux was, it was Christmas, and he was days before. He was really nervous about it because he had not gotten his wife, Clotilde, anything. He thought, my gosh, I got to go to the big city. So he went to Lafayette. He drives up to the store, and he's just like, he's all nervous about it. He's got to get this. So, and, and he drives up. Of course, there's no parking spots. Everybody's doing their last-minute shopping. He's like, gosh, what am I going to do? So he drives around the store one time. He looks up. He says, God, he's so desperate. He's like, God, if you'll give me a parking spot, God, I promise you I'll, I'll go to church every day this year. Well, I'll go every weekend this year, God. God, I promise you, if you give me a parking spot, I promise you, I'll never get drunk again a day in my life. He turns the corner, and there he sees a parking spot, and he looks back up, and he says, God, don't worry about it. I found one. (laughs) How quickly, how quickly we forget a miracle. All right, you guys ready to learn today? Say yes. Open your Bible to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke. I want to talk to you today about the Christmas miracle. You know, that first Christmas, that Christmas miracle that took place in Nazareth, it has a lot to do with pregnancy. There's something about Christmas and pregnancy. This message is not for ladies. It's not for necessarily about pregnancy, but it is, it is something so unique because you can't talk about Christmas. You can't talk about it without talking about pregnancy. I'll never forget the time. There's been multiple times in, in life with Jennifer and I where I've heard those words, I'm pregnant. Uh, by the way, whenever you hear those words, I'm pregnant, from the guy perspective, there's a whole range of thoughts in your mind and Of course, I know the ladies, you know, there's an excitement, there's an anticipation. Maybe for the first one, there's a little bit of a nervousness. And, of course, you start asking immediately. It brings up a whole set of questions. You know, what will we name her? What will we name him? What will they look like? I hope they don't have your nose. Come on. How many know what I'm talking about? And we start talking about all these features because, because pregnancy begets this, this, certain, this certain sense of wonder, this certain sense of awe. But it is so connected to Christmas. The amazing and most important pregnancy in all of history was Mary's pregnancy. It is the pregnancy of all pregnancies. It is, it is the pregnancy where God himself partnered. Now we're going to unpack that in a moment with a young peasant girl. The problem is we've heard this story so many times. We've had Christmas messages. There's a certain expectation on a pastor somewhere in this time. Of course, for our Christmas Eve services next weekend, all seven, I'm at uh, Little Creek. We've got a whole bunch, probably 20 or 30 at all of our campuses. I'm going to teach a Christmas message, and I'm going to teach. There's a certain expectation, though, for crowds when they come to, to talk about it. And it's almost as though you, it's so familiar, you can miss some nuance. You can miss some unique perspective to it. 
Because there was a miracle, and it was the ultimate miracle, the incarnation. But the miracle of Mary getting pregnant is more than just the incarnation. It's also a pattern for all miracles. When God partners with human beings. Yeah. You can't have a baby without human beings partnering with one another. You can't do it without a man and a woman. You can't do it. I don't care what artificial intelligence may tell you. You can't do it. But you can't have a miracle. You can't. You can't have a miracle without God partnering with man. It's interesting. God loves surprises. Do you love surprises? I'm kind of mixed on that. Sometimes I like surprises. Sometimes I'm like, all right, no surprises. You ever been there? My, My daughter... Uh, my young daughter, she has taken over the Christmas uh, wrapping and lists. And so she sends out, she's very smart, and she'll send out texts. I'm talking mid-October. What would you like for Christmas? I need the list. Because she wraps. She's, very, she's, got, a, she's got it all organized. She wraps everything. And here's what she does. She adds a little caveat to it. Here's the caveat. Give me your list, what you would like. Matter of fact, let me pause. My older daughter, my older daughter told me two weeks ago, she goes, Dad, you're going to have to talk to Aunt Elise. She's basically putting pressure on me, and she told me, if I don't get my list, then I'm not getting anything. (laughs) That's another level, you know what I'm talking about. But So, So my little daughter sends out, she goes, because she wants to wrap it, she's got everything organized. And here's what she adds. She adds, there'll be, here it is, there'll be some surprises in your stocking. Do you like surprises? I, I, so sometimes I like them. Sometimes I, don't, I, I have to embrace it. I'm like, okay, I don't want anything to surprise me, but, but there is some truth. I do like some surprises. i never forget years ago, I, I was 11 years old, and I, I wanted this, this uh, jogging suit, and I, I talked about it. I actually forgot about it. And I remember on Christmas Day, I got an Adidas jogging suit in 1979. As a matter of fact, it looked just like this. If you could pull that up. <laughs> That's actually Pastor Randy Craighead. But anyway, <clears throat> I, I was so surprised by that. I, I kind of thought about it, and then I forgot about it, and then I was surprised. Do, do, you, do you think about it? Do you, do you like surprises? Now, let me ask everybody at every one of our locations, does God have, watch this, the right to surprise you? Think about it. We want everything with God in a box. We want everything in life to make sense. And then God comes along and he shakes things up a little bit. God does that. He loves to give good gifts to his children. And he loves to give surprise gifts. Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father who's in heaven give good things, good things to those that ask and watch us. Sometimes he gives things when you don't ask. Sometimes it's a surprise. The nation of Israel had grown comfortable in their walk with God. They had gotten actually complacent. There there is what's called the silent years. The, The book of Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. There's actually 400 years between Malachi and Matthew. Theologians call it the silent years. In other words, there was no prophetic voice. There was no word. There was, there was no prophet declaring the word of the Lord. And so, and there was, there was a certain complacency that came with the Jewish people. 
There was a remnant, though, that were eagerly waiting for the coming of the Messiah. Matter of fact, the whole world was in darkness, and there was a remnant. Everyone say remnant. A remnant is a group of people. There has always been a group of people. Even when you see people that have just kind of lounged into a lazy religiosity where there's not a fervent passion, there's always a remnant. Isaiah chapter 9 says this. It says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. 700 years before the birth of Christ, there was complacency for the majority, but there was a passion and expectancy with the remnant. There's always, there's always a remnant. By the way, are you part of the remnant? Are you expecting God to show up and to do something new in your life? There's always a remnant. The merry miracle this Christmas was unlike any other miracle. Miracles happen when there's need. There's a need for something. God breaks in. God does something in the life of a person. In other words, a miracle happens when need, when human need and divine ability come together. There was a couple it was a young couple. They were betrothed. We would call it engaged. This couple's name was Mary and Joseph. They were engaged. They were in that moment, in that period. They were at Church of the King. They had to go through their engagement classes. Could I have a big amen? Okay, maybe they didn't go through classes, but they were in that moment. The wedding had not happened. They, they had not consummated the marriage, but, but they, were, they were getting closer and closer and closer. And then, wouldn't you know, God surprises them and sends an angel with a message. Luke chapter 1, verse 28, this young couple, this is what happens. Luke 1, 28, rejoice, this powerful angel shows up. Rejoice, highly favored one, to Mary. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Gabriel shows up. You know, angels are interesting. Angels are real. Angels are worshipers. Angels are warriors. Angels are messengers. And God had a big message for Mary, like a big-time message. So guess what? He sent a big-time angel named Gabriel. Everything was normal. Everything was on Par, everything was moving towards the marriage. And all of a sudden, this angel shows up and gives her a message. You talk about a surprise. Does God have the right to surprise you? The response, it's interesting. Mary is startled. I've had so many people tell me over the years, Pastor, I'd love to see an angel, except everybody that I actually know that has, or in the Bible, they're usually scared. Watch this, verse 30. Do not be afraid. There it is, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb, and you'll bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Powerful. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. How would you like a message like that? At 9 a.m. one morning or 9 p.m. one night. Whoa. As we look at Mary, I would like to call it the Mary miracle, we see two things. Number one, we see Mary receiving a message 
from an angel. That God is about to do something that's never been done before. The Bible says the Holy Spirit overshadows Mary and she's impregnated by the Holy Spirit. It's called the incarnation. The incarnation. What does that mean? Jesus was not created when he was born. He took on human flesh when he was born. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus existed. He is God. But what he did was he temporarily took on a human tent. He temporarily took on a human suit. Why? Because the incarnation, something happened so powerful in that moment. Mary was chosen by God. Wow. Mary was not only chosen by God to birth the Son of God, but Mary was chosen by God to provide the model and the pathway of how God partners with human beings. Wow. Pastor, what do you mean by that? There is a pathway that Mary has provided for us. No, I want to go on record saying this. There is never going to be again the Son of God born from a person. That's a one and done. But Mary provided a pathway. Mary provided a picture. Mary provided a, path through, a, a pattern where, where the divine God partners with human beings to do what? Things on the earth. What do I mean by that? God speaks to us, and then he does something in us, and then it comes through us, and then it blesses those around us. I, I want to say this again. Here's the pattern, and I want to go on record. The Son of God was born one and done, but there are miracles that God wants to release in the earth. How does he do it? tell you how he does it. He does it through human beings. How does it happen? God speaks to us. God works in us. God works through us to bless those around us. Let me ask you a question. What miracle do you need in your life today? Yeah. Let me get real specific. What miracle do you believe that someone that you love needs and God may be tapping on you on the shoulder, not to produce the miracle, but to partner with him and seeing the miracle come to pass. Wow. So here's what I want to do today. I want to talk to you about how this miraculous works, how God works through people. God wants to work through you. And I want to do it three ways. Number one, if you're taking notes, the very first thing I want you to write down is this. The most important miracle in history is the miracle of the incarnation. It's the bigger miracle than the Red Sea parting. It's a bigger miracle than a leper being cleansed. It is the ultimate miracle because not only was the Son of God, watch this, born, not only was, did the Son of God come forth in the earth, Mary also provided a pattern of how the divine partners with human beings. The Bible says that God is the author and the finisher. He starts it and ultimately he consummates it. He is the alpha and the omega. In every miracle you see in the earth, it starts in the heart and the hand of God. Every miracle that you hear about, every genuine God miracle, it doesn't start with man. Man has a need, but God has the power. 
It starts in the heart of God. It starts in the hand of God. And, and what God does is heaven then invades earth. But how does the miracles come into the earth? God partners with human beings. This is so powerful. You got to see this. Wow. Maybe you know somebody in your life that you're like, gosh, man, they're, they're hurting so bad. How will God do a miracle? He has the power, but he needs somebody to pray. He's looking for somebody to partner with him. Yeah. Luke chapter 1, verse 30. The Mary miracle was only intended to be the model. The first, the first, the most important, but a pattern. Luke chapter 1, verse 30. Don't miss this today. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. God speaks today. God does miracles today. Again, the incarnation is a one of done. But I'm going to tell you, God is still doing miracles today. How many believe that God is still doing miracles today? We believe that. We believe that at Church King because the Bible teaches that. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he was doing miracles 2,000 years ago, he's doing miracles today. And how's he doing them? I tell you how he's doing them. It's not open the window. Here comes the Holy Spirit. It's, it's here comes the Holy Spirit. He's going to move through somebody's life as they speak the word, as they pray. In other words, God uses people to do miracles on the earth. Human beings don't generate them. Human beings partner with God to see them come to pass. Yeah. Number one, the reason why the incarnation is so important, it's the preeminent. What does preeminent mean? Preeminent, the first. It's a pattern. God speaks. God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to you this year. Okay, let me say this. I have to use this image and this language because it's how it works. God still is impregnating people today with dreams, with visions, with new hope. In other words, all that is is God breathing into them his life. How is 2024 going to be different? I'll tell you how it's going to be different. When you open up to God and say, God, breathe afresh your vision into my life. God, speak to me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When God's Word, everyone say Word. When God's word gets into your heart, when God's promise gets into your heart, when God's dream gets into your heart, guess what it does? It, it, it impregnates you with hope for the future. It fills you with faith. You all of a sudden see reality differently. Although facts may say one thing, God's word says another thing. God's word is the most powerful thing. And when God puts his word in your heart, you got to see this. God put the word, Jesus, in the womb of Mary. But God wants to put his word in the heart of mankind today. You got to see that. I remember when God called Jennifer and I across the lake. We, some, many of you know the story. Dr. Greg Muley and went across and talked to our founding elder, talked to my pastor, and my pastor asked us if we would consider it for six months, and finally, finally, I sensed the Holy Spirit, and Jennifer and I did. God was putting his dream. God was putting his dream. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. God wants to put his dream in your heart for your family, for your future. Whatever it is that God, let me tell you, whatever it is, God has a unique plan and purpose for your life. 
And when, watch this, his word gets you, you become pregnant with the vision that God has put in your heart. Oh, man. The incarnation of the Son of God is one and done. But the miraculous, God is putting his word in the hearts of people. Who? Whoever will open their heart to him. Number two, God loves to work in ordinary, imperfect people to do extraordinary things. Luke chapter 1, verse 34, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? In other words, this is going to be real difficult. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who was born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren, for with God. Everybody say, with God. You got to see this. For with God, for with God, nothing, nothing will be impossible. Some of you are facing situations right now. With man, it's impossible. With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Man says it's impossible. God says it's possible. It was impossible for Mary to get pregnant because she had not had relation with Joseph. But what's impossible with man is possible with God. What situation are you facing right now that is impossible because you've thought it through, you've tried to figure it out, you've tried to work your way through it, but what is impossible with man is possible with God. What is impossible actually becomes an opportunity for God to show up and to do something that you and I can never do by ourselves in our own strength, by our own power. We sometimes allow our insecurities, our failures, the things that have in our mind disqualified us. We, we, why would God use me? Well, God will use Mary. God will use the preacher. God will use my small group leader. But God's not going to use me. Why? Because we discount because we believe the lies of the enemy. I'm disqualified. I can't be this. And Man, I went through a divorce. I, I was in jail. I have a criminal record. Who said any of those things? Let me tell you, if God qualifies you and you've been washed with the blood of Christ, you're called qualified in the eyes of God, guess what? God will use your life to do something great. God will use your life to do something great. The enemy wants to marginalize you. He wants to push you to the margins. He wants to say, well, you can't, you won't, you're not. Mary's the picture. She wasn't highly educated. She was a peasant girl. from a, She wasn't from Jerusalem. She was, she was, she was from the country. Nazareth, you ever go there today? It's small. You go there, you went. I think it still only has one street light. Come on, are y'all with me? I really mean that. Comparative to Jerusalem, it's a very small town. And, and, and the reality is, is that God did that on purpose. How many times have you discounted yourself? Because you believed what somebody has said about you. Or worse, you believe that you are your mistakes. I've told you guys this so many times. And I'll never forget when Church of the King started years ago, some lady called my wife. She goes, I tell you right now, Steve Robinson's a pastor? That's a joke. God, man, what he was like in college. And I, oh, oh all right. She just went out and he goes, now, when they find out what he's really like, my wife goes, it's too late. He tells them every weekend at church. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of my past anymore. That was my old self. I'm a new man in Christ. I've been washed by the blood of Christ. I don't live in my past. 
I don't live in my past. Listen to me. You are not your mistakes. You've been washed by the blood of Christ. As you cried out to God, you've been justified. You've been sanctified. You've been set apart. Guess what? If God used Mary, God will use you to do what? Not birth the Son of God, but to birth miracles in the earth. What is it that somebody needs in your life, in your family, and you're waiting for Pastor Steve to come pray? Hey, I'll pray, but guess what? You can pray and lay your hands. You can speak the word of the Lord. Yeah. Some of El- And I want to say this very respectfully, what I'm about to say. Some have elevated Mary's status to almost a divine status. We honor Mary. She's a woman that was chosen by God, but she still had a fallen sin nature. If she didn't, then it wouldn't have been a miracle. The reality is, is that, let me read the scripture, verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. The fact of the matter is, is that Mary was just like you and I. She was chosen by God for a very unique assignment and a very powerful assignment. But guess what? Mary was a human being. She wasn't God. This is important because if she was God and she never sinned, and some people have learned that as kids, then guess what? Then it wouldn't have been that much of a miracle. The miracle is not that God had God. It was that God came in the womb of a broken human being just like you and I, and that's the miracle. The miracle is that God uses human beings, failed human beings, frail human beings, chosen human beings to do great things even though we're not great in and of ourselves. you got to see that. Yes, we honor Mary. Yes, absolutely. But Mary needed, watch this, to believe in her son as a savior, just like you and I do. How many are grateful that we're going to see her one day because she's chosen to receive Christ as her savior? (laughs) Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Luke chapter 1, verse 48, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. The lowly state. That's the miracle. She was humble. She was chosen by God because she was humble. And she was used by God because she was humble. Beat unto me according to your word. In other words, I'm not going to reason it. I'm not going to think my way out of it. How many times God wants to use our lives, but we think our way out of position. I'm not. I can't. I won't. Just beat unto me according to your word. In other words, it doesn't make sense, Lord. I don't get it, Lord. I would have chosen somebody else, Lord. But if you've chosen me, beat unto me according to your word, God. All God is asking for you in 2024 is just to go, just be it unto me. Everybody say, beat unto me according to your word. That has nothing to do with you and everything to do with God. The only thing it has to do with you is, are you humble enough to receive it? Yeah. Be, be, be it unto me, Lord. What? Be what unto me? Whatever God's word says. That new future, that new faith, that new hope, that new life, whatever it is, the resurrection that you need in some relationship, whatever it is. Yeah. I met my daughter, my older daughter, not the Christmas rapper. <laughs> my older daughter and I went to China in 2015. She's 26, so she was eight, nine years ago. She was, I guess, 15, 16, I think. And I'll never forget it, China, we're talking about being used of God. I'll never forget I was in China, and we were brought over there. This is funny and almost a joke. It's not a joke. To teach leadership to these Chinese pastors. So I'm at lunch, 
and I sit down with this Chinese pastor. They call them uncles. They can't call them pastors because it's they're persecuted. By the way, the church is persecuted in China. They have state churches that you can't preach the Bible. Don't let anybody tell you differently. You can't preach Christ publicly there without getting in trouble. You go underground, not in caves, but underground, meaning under the government's surveillance. I am grateful, by the way, that at this point, we still have the right to be able to preach the gospel publicly in our nation. How many of y'all grateful for that? By the way, if they take our right away, I'm still going to, by the way, I'm still going to be here preaching. Y'all welcome to come. If you want to come, just come. And this guy, so through a translator, I found out he pastors, he was tortured for Christ in 1977, 78, and 79. I'm wearing Adidas warm-up suits in 1979. He has a million people in his church he's pastoring. A million people. The next guy, millions of people. And I'm just thinking, by, the, by, by 30 minutes later, I'm like, I look at my daughter, what, what are we doing here? They were so humble. They were so God-glorifying. Pastor, I want to be used by God. It's real simple. The first prerequisite is just be humble. Just be humble. Yeah. God chose Mary because he saw a heart of humility. I'll close at this point. God works through not only humble but willing people. Never hesitate to say yes to God. Never hesitate. Mary was a major vessel of God's grace, I would say. But, but her obedience was not just for her. Her obedience was for us, generations to come. Look at verse 48. For behold, henceforth all generations. Everyone say all generations. All generations will call you blessed. That's why we honor Mary today. That's why we bless Mary. That's why we declare she was a wonderful, favored woman of God. Human being, but favored by God. She was humble and she was willing. It wasn't because of privileged status, pedigree, education, economic standard of where her family was. It was her willingness to say yes to God. Question, are you willing to say yes to whatever God asks you to do in 2024? I'm willing, God. I'm willing. I'm open. I'm open, God. That's all he's looking for. Somebody that's humble enough and willing enough to say, God, I'm hoping, remember, we don't produce the miracles. The miracles are in the heart and the hand of God, but he's looking for an instrument on the earth. Yeah. I'll close with this, 1 Corinthians 1.27. God has chosen the foolish things of this world. That's me. God has to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things which are mighty. God's miracles was brought to her. God's miracle was brought to her to grow in her, to be delivered through her, to change the world around her. God wants to bring his miracle to you, to grow in you, to be released through you, to change the world around you. All you need to do is be humble and available. Just sense the Holy Spirit right now. You're seeing it. You're seeing it. God, I, I want to I 
fresh vision for 2024, fresh faith for 2024. Yeah. I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here today. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the amazing willingness of Mary and her obedience to you. But ultimately, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, the sinless one, the one who came, lived a sinless life, died, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Yeah. Lord Jesus, we thank you for that. We thank you for who you are. Maybe you do not know Christ. All of our locations, maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I've never trusted Christ as my Savior. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. We pray to Jesus, and only Jesus can save us. A church can't save you. A preacher can't save you. A priest can't save you. Only Jesus can save you. My question is, have you trusted Christ as your Savior? Have you opened your heart to him and said, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me and make me new. It's that simple. It's trusting Jesus as your Savior. In just a moment, the count of three, all of our locations, those that are watching online, TV, wherever you are, maybe you're in one of the jails and prisons that you're watching us right now. I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Christ. You're not receiving me. You're not receiving a church. You're receiving Jesus. He is the Savior of your soul. He lived and died, was buried, and rose again so that when you trust him, you'll be forgiven. When you trust him, his spirit will come into your life. When you trust him, you'll be made a new person. With everybody's heads bowed and eyes, because Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. I'm not sure if I die today, I'm ready to stand before God. If that's you, the count of three, just lift your hand up high so I can see it. One, two, three. Quickly hold your hand up high. God bless you. God bless every one of you up there. God bless you guys. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. Yeah. God bless you way up top right there. Yeah. Anybody else, Pastor? God bless you, sir. Anybody else? God bless you, sir, way up top. I see you waving your hand. God bless you, sir. Jesus loves you, my friend. Anybody else, Pastor, pray for me. God bless you, my friend, way up top there. The presence of the Lord is here. Jesus loves you. He's not mad at you. He wants to save you, deliver you, and set you free. Church, let's pray together, can we? Let's pray together as a church with those that are trusting Christ. Say, dear Jesus, everyone, dear Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. I let go of my past, and I turn to you. I turn to the cross. Say this, say, Jesus, wash me with your blood. Give me a new heart, a new life, a new reason to live. I want you to say this, say, Jesus, I take my life and I put it in your hands. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the sealing work of the Holy Spirit and the word of the living God taking root deep in the hearts of your people. Wow, if you're here today and you're making the decision to follow Christ, we just want to celebrate you and say congratulations. We're so, so, so excited for you. If you are making that decision today, why don't you go ahead and follow the link uh, below or in the chat, and we just want to connect with you and send you some resources as you walk out this new life with Christ.
The great thing about when you make a decision to follow Christ is you no longer have to live in the shame and guilt of your past. There is freedom for you. There is hope in the name of Jesus. So let me just encourage you to encourage yourself this week when you're going through life, there is hope for you in the name of Jesus. There is freedom for you in the name of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. That's so good, Gabby. Well, hey, it's been so good hanging out with everyone. Thank you for joining us for church. Uh, next week, we have Christmas services at Church of the King. And so bring somebody along. It's going to be a great time of worship. We'll sing some Christmas carols. You'll see some of our King's kids worshiping together. And it's going to just be a great time. Pastor Steve has a great uh, Christmas message for everyone. And so please bring somebody along and join us next week for Christmas at Church of the King. We love you guys so much. We pray you have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you real soon. Thank you.